If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. Kunal, unique circumstances to return to this week. Uh, also being Formula 1's 70th birthday week. Happy birthday, Formula 1! Happy birthday and yes, unique uh, circumstances, unique celebrations as well for Formula 1, you know. Uh, not a single lap has been raced in 2020, but the careers of at least four drivers have changed in like 72 hours. I'm talking of Sebastian Vettel... Daniel Ricardo, Carlos Sainz Jr and whoever else goes to Renault. Yeah, in fact guys, we were almost going to record right after uh, Vettel's news was made public. But then we thought, you know what? Uh it seems likely that McLaren and Ferrari are going to make further announcements soon. So let's just wait it out so we can talk about all of that on this episode. And all of those uh, waiting for news from Renault, the wait might actually be a bit more longer, right? I don't think that Renault is ready yet to announce who's going to be their second driver alongside Esteban Ocon, right? And guys, I do not expect Vettel or Alonso to take up the second seat at Renault. Honestly, I'll be highly surprised if they do so. Speaking of surprises, Kunal, I'll tell you what I'll be highly surprised by. It is Sebastian Vettel winning the 2020 Formula 1 World Championship with Ferrari. I mean, it'll be a serious slap in the face of you know who. I don't want to name anyone. Yes, Ferrari either believe that they do not have the car to win this year's title again, or they just think that Vettel can't win the title anyway, right? And I'm amazed at the timing of their announcement, to be honest. In fact, there's a twist in that tale because you know I am being informed that it was actually. probably Vettel who was leaking rumors around his exit from Ferrari and that forced Ferrari's hand and Kunal if it was actually Sebastian Vettel acting proactively i think that's pretty bold right yes brilliant strategy i would say and in this week's episode we will discuss the Vettel Ferrari separation all the pieces of data that our sensors have picked up we're also going to discuss daniel ricardo's career lifeline with mclaren and you know how the rejections in carlos sainz junior's early formula 1 career eventually led him to a seat at ferrari and of course we will try and build on all the data we have to understand what vettel could end up doing next in formula 1 because what he ends up doing in life no one has none of us will know right But before we forget uh, Ferrari have actually just announced intentions to race in the IndyCar and literally a few episodes ago we spoke about how Ferrari racing in other series uh, would be great for you know for Ferrari and for Formula 1 Awesome guys that brings us to the end of our trailer. Uh so in case you're listening to our trailer please search for us by the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. We're available on whatever podcast app you you use. Uh, come listen to our full episode it's really fun. 
And a big thank you to Lucien for our opening and closing tunes. He's been making music uh, for years now. I think it's been five seasons for the Inside Line F1 podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Lucien. Uh, you guys should actually go check out his music on Bandcamp. He is a very talented musician. And in fact, there is a link in our episode description. So go on over. Awesome. Kunsukuna, let's talk about Sebastian Vettel. Were you surprised at all? Yes, I was surprised for two reasons, I would say. First, I thought Ferrari would renew. I thought Vettel would stay because, you know, the season is yet to unfold and Ferrari have usually kept their star drivers way past their best by date, like we've seen several yeah, times. You love that line, don't you? And in fact, I also imagine so. I mean, uh, I think most of us were probably surprised and I'm sure, uh, you know, most of us were also ignoring all those rumours that kept coming along. True. And to me, the second surprise was the wording used in Vettel's official statement. He actually used the words harmony and desire to explain why he was, you know, sort of separating from Ferrari. Yeah, and actually Ferrari in their statement, uh, they chose to highlight, you know, his achievements with the team and, you know, 14 wins and all of that. So it seemed like a completely different tune that they were singing. And Kunal, I was actually, uh, you know, it struck me that Sebastian Vettel has more wins with Ferrari than Fernando Alonso did. True. Because it just feels that in retrospect, Alonso's stint with Ferrari was just so much more successful. I mean, I had a similar feeling, I'll be honest. But the truth also is that it is Ferrari's loss that they couldn't win a world championship with either of these champion drivers or, as we know, Alan Prost being the other you know, world champion on this illustrious list, right? But let's go back to Vettel's official statement uh, because he also clarified the fact that he doesn't want money or money wasn't the reason behind him not re-signing for Ferrari, right? And this statement just made me feel all along that Vettel decided to leave Ferrari because he didn't feel respected through the entire negotiation process. Yeah, and Kunal, since there's been no race this season, it seems like Vettel's unhappy about whatever happened in the 2019 uh, season and after. Absolutely. And yeah. we can all guess what happened. Uh, what happened was that Ferrari fell in love with Leclerc and fell out of love with Vettel. And that probably hurt Vettel hard. He's, he's always been used to being the team's blue-eyed boy, whether he was in you know the Red Bull racing camp or now at Ferrari. And like, you know, I'm sure you guys all remember in Netflix's uh, Drive to Survive Season 2 when Christian Horner was asked who his favourite driver is, he's at Sebastian Vettel and that's how much he's been loved in, in the teams he's been to. And, you know, he's certainly not the most favoured boy in, in the Ferrari garage, right? But here is also what I'd like to share uh, a thought that I saw even Mark Webber tweeted. He said that Vettel's advisor through all his career moves probably is uh, the great Bernie Eccleston. You know, it's known that they're close friends and who knows more about Formula One than Bernie Eccleston, you know, the, the politics and the possibilities that could be in the whole Ferrari separation and what Vettel does next. Exactly. And guys, we've been talking about this actually and we have an episode, I think from last year, where we, uh, you know, talked about this whole relationship between Vettel and Bernie. And uh, in fact, Bernie has been hinting time and again that Vettel would retire, uh, you know, he could retire from Formula One. But I just wish it wasn't this early if it comes to that. True. Because 32, that's how old Vettel is. That's really early to retire from Formula One, you know, especially for a driver as talented as Sebastian. And I would say for a personality as Sebastian has as well. I mean, he may not be a Lewis Hamilton, you know, who's outward and public and social and like this rock star of Formula One. 
and he may not even be like, you know, Kimi Raikkonen, the master of one-word answers. But Vettel has held his own space and personality in the sport, you know. Uh, that it that he is a true passionate uh, you know of Formula One and motorsport a traditionalist as you know he he's calling himself and to be honest we are yet to see another driver imitate other drivers with as much precision and ease. That's true actually that's very very unique to him. So Kunal the new rules come into effect from 2022 but the budget cap runs from 2021. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if Vettel was actually advised to explore options elsewhere. Uh, like a team that can tackle these radical changes more effectively and efficiently. Maybe. And the advice coming from none other than Bernie Ecclestone, I would assume, right? Because the way you could also interpret this is Ferrari are unable to win at the moment despite having the highest prize money and an unlimited budget, so to say, right? So it wouldn't be wrong to assume how much Ferrari could struggle, you know, once the financial controls come in and, you know, efficiency sort of becomes the name of the game. That's a really good point. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Ferrari, so we know that Carlos Sainz has been announced as Vettel's replacement at Ferrari. And McLaren have announced that Daniel Ricciardo will take uh, Sainz's seat. And Kunal, I just hope that it's not the lack of a competitive seat that forces Vettel into retirement. Or maybe take a break from Formula One. I mean, it's not uncommon in Formula One for, you know, when you actually consider the history of the sport that world champions have sort of taken a break and come back. And the most recent examples being Michael Schumacher and even Kimi Raikkonen. And it could well be Fernando Alonso from all the rumors that have been floating around. Wait and watch. Yeah. But I think, you know, for me, the most exciting prospect in all of this would be what uh, Will Buxton said in his video. Uh, And that was Vettel and Hamilton to partner at Mercedes and then Botas to go off to Renault to partner Ocon. Well, you know, Will's got this habit of spicing things up uh, in Formula One. And why not? Because, you know, that's what we all love to do, right? See the alternative views that are there. But uh, I think if there is a Vettel-Hamilton, you know, partnership at Mercedes, it would be a fantastic rivalry. It would be a headline for Formula One to pursue after the pandemic. And, you know, it's only going to get tougher is what one assumes from a business point of view. And it would just, you know, remind us of uh, when Senna and Prost partnered each other back in, you know, the early 90s. Yeah, or when uh, Raikkonen and Alonso were partnering each other at Ferrari. You have to bring Raikkonen in the conversation. Of course, that was pretty epic. And Kural, I would not be surprised if Liberty Media is working behind the scenes quietly to make this uh, dream partnership a reality. I mean, they need some big stories after the pandemic. And I think this could be just the one. And the one that, I mean, the only reason that I would be really excited about this partnership coming to life would be that we will get to see who's the better driver among the two in the same equipment, in the same team. Something that, you know, we all believe that Vettel sort of got the raw end of the deal being at Ferrari and so on, right? But, you know, I personally think it's like a dream that seems too too good to come true, you know, and I don't see this happening as a reality, but... I would love to be proved wrong. It's true because uh, a Vettel-Hamilton pairing is going to be really expensive for Mercedes. Uh, Though that being said, I think Vettel just being available and with no uh, opening at Ferrari, uh, that context would give Mercedes some leverage in their negotiations with Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to try and make use of all the leverage they have, so to say. And uh, for Vettel, I'm just going to say why I don't think he would go off to Renault or even Fernando Alonso for that matter, right? So Renault haven't shown as much promise in the hybrid turbo era, as you guys know. They've started off slow and just sort of still catching up. 
And 2019 showed that, you know, Honda seems to have overtaken Renault in terms of a competitive power unit and so on, right? Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Cyril has been like all talk and, you know, no action or very little to show really uh, through this entire period. And you know what? Let's talk about that. We'll we'll park that thought because I want to talk about Cyril's statement on Dan Rick's departure, but we'll get to that. Sure. So... Alonso, second reason why I, th- I don't think Vettel or Alonso would take up, uh, you know, the option at Renault is because I don't think Renault, uh, you know, will probably progress well without a competitive reference in the sport. By that, what I mean is that they do not have a customer team. And this is how we saw McLaren Honda struggle uh, without a competitive reference during their time and during their struggles that they had a few years ago. And that will be a big reason uh, you know, for someone to rethink, you know, committing to Renault because it is important to know where you stand against your rivals. That's true. And I think it's going to just get worse when the new rules come into effect. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, Fettel's either going to retire or just going to take a sabbatical for from Formula One, I assume. Yeah, that reminds me, Kunal, I wanted to highlight the timing of Ferrari's announcement. So Binotto, he'd always been saying that they'd make a decision by May this year. And crucially, they actually did so. I I think that this whole, you know, early season announcement was also made before, uh, you know, just so that they could catch other drivers before they went on and signed respective extensions with their team. So it was a very sweet spot. Yes, I mean, to me, it makes a lot of sense. But the, the key question, and I'm going to ask you this, do you think Ferrari have done the right thing by, you know, separating with Vettel and signing on Carlos Sainz Jr.? Yeah, that's a loaded question. And I have to admit, I'm not sure. I mean, I know that Vettel's been unable to remove all these, uh, you know, uh, recurring errors from his racecraft. And, you know, these are the ones, the same errors that we've seen again and again since 2017. Uh, Kunal, I actually wonder, would any other team have been as patient with another driver? So maybe they've given him a really, really long rope already. That's a very good way to put it and, you know, sort of put the question out there. And uh, to me, it just seems very un-Ferrari-like to have seen them let go of, you know, Sebastian Vettel. You know, like Mattia Binotto keeps saying that this is the new Ferrari that, you know, he's trying to lead. And maybe this is the new thinking behind the new Ferrari, you know, that they want the youngest ever driver pairing that Ferrari's had in the last 50 years, right? But Personally, I don't think that Charles Leclerc blew Sebastian Vettel off completely in 2019. Uh, I think both Vettel and Leclerc sort of had, you know, different targets in their mind for the team. So Vettel was more focused on bringing Ferrari up to, you know, the capability of being able to challenge Mercedes for a world championship over a season. But Leclerc had a very clear target that he was just focused on beating Vettel, right? And so it's, it was like two drivers driving to two different objectives. And that's what actually happened in 2019. So I'm eager to see how Leclerc and, you know, Sainz uh, partnership shapes up for Ferrari in the time to come. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of this Leclerc-Sainz partnership, it's uh, interesting to note. Gunal, the last time that Ferrari had a non-world championship uh, winning lineup or you know what I mean uh, the, it was way back in 2007 and it was Felipe Massa and Kimi Raikkonen and I think all of y'all know what happened that season because they won the title with Raikkonen you just have to bring Kimi Raikkonen in I every time trying. you can right? <laughs> eternal effect <laughs> but here's the truth the new Ferrari lineup has lesser wins and pole positions 
then McLaren's new hire, Daniel Ricciardo, right? And this is why I love stats. They can just make see- things seem so much more crazier than they actually Literally. are. By the way, Carlos signs at Ferrari. I must say that it's a great reward for signs. I mean, he had a tough start to his F1 career, but he's had a brilliant 2019 with McLaren and... Uh, I think the only concerning thing for me is that Ferrari is literally his fourth team in four seasons. So absolutely no continuity there. True, but, you know, I think it's just that Sainz has had to play the cards that he was dealt with, you know, through the seasons. And uh, I think he faced, of course, a lot of rejections in Formula One. Like he was dropped by Red Bull, you know, in 2017 and then by Renault in 2018. And now... After all those rejections, he suddenly wakes up saying, hey, I'm a Ferrari driver. I'm going to be driving Insane. the great red car. But it's also great for the, the Sainz family, you know, given the, 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 the legacy that they've had in the world of motorsport. So, and I'm pretty sure that his dad would have had his own parts to play to get Carlos Sainz Jr., you know, a seat uh, at Ferrari at, at the same time, right? But uh, the big question is if Carlos Sainz Jr., will agree or is he going to be the number two driver to Charles Leclerc at Ferrari? Yeah, frankly, you know, I was uh, analyzing Binotto's statement and I think so, if the statement is anything to go by. uh, I I would assume so as well. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm going to like share exactly why. So Binotto actually said in his statement and I quote, uh, he's a strong, reliable driver that has scored a lot of points and I believe he's a great driver to be paired with the pure talent of Charles so that he can grow and win. Win what? I mean, he's not mentioned it directly, but that's a strong hint. Yeah, I mean, maybe 2019 taught Ferrari an important lesson that having two alpha male drivers isn't worth the effort and probably, you know, shifting back to their old philosophy of having a number one and number two driver just yields better results in the long term and so on, right? True, that's probably why Ferrari also overlooked... uh, the availability of Dan Rick, who is literally a proven race winner. Absolutely. And, you know, like I've been saying all along, I do not rule out the role of the Todd family, especially Nicholas Todd, in Vettel's exit and Carlos Sainz's joining of Ferrari. I'm pretty sure that there are lots of politics at play out here as well. But uh, forget all of that. The only concern I have for Ferrari, honestly, is like we said earlier, the budget cap. Will they be as efficient as the other teams? And will they miss Vettel's crucial technical feedback as the sport changes formula in 2022? True. And you know, Kunal, I've been thinking about this. There's some weird connection between Carlos Sainz and Dan Rick. It feels like they've been making space for each other over the past years, you know? Like in 2018, Sainz left Renault to make way for Dan Rick to join later. And then now in 2021, Sainz is going to leave McLaren to make way for Rick. So that's it's... that's interesting. And both of them come from the Red Bull, former Red Bull family. Yeah, right? so it's, it's quite interesting. How but, it's but, but for those of you rejoicing McLaren offering a career lifetime to Daniel Ricciardo, please do not rejoice. Or, or I'll put it this way. First, please mourn the fact that Ferrari overlooked Daniel Ricciardo and then sort of cheer for whatever he's got going for himself at McLaren. Because at least that's bailed him out of his misery at Renault. I agree. And in fact, Cyril made this really glum statement, you know, announcing uh, Dan Rick's departure. He spoke of like loyalty and unity and commitment and all of that fancy stuff in his official statement. And this comes from a man whose team hasn't had a single driver lineup last more than one season. And I'm going to quote this out just so that you guys know I'm not wrong. So there's there was uh, Magnussen Palmer in 2016. Then there was Palmer Hulkenberg Sainz in 2017. Then there was Hulkenberg and Sainz in 2018. And then there was Danrick and Hulk in 2019. And now 2020, Danrick and Ocon. 
I'm losing breath here just <laughs> <laughs> you know, mentioning all of them. Renault have had more drivers than seasons in Formula One since their return. That's a better you know way to probably think of it. But and in 2021, they're going to have a new driver as well. Who is it going to be? We don't know. But uh, for those of you excited, uh, you know, like I said earlier, just wait. Renault's driver announcement isn't coming anytime pretty soon. So we'll just have to wait and see who they actually bring up. They might just bring out, uh, you know, one of their junior drivers because they might realize none of the big names want to sign for them. Or I'm not even uh, letting go of thinking that there could be a, you know, George Russell Ocon partnership at Renault. The battle of the Mercedes juniors, if I may call it that. I'm also thinking that a lot of other midfield drivers could uh, show interest in Renault. Like, for example, Kevin Magnussen. Maybe he could return to Renault in 2021 because he's sort of stuck at Haas. Sort of or absolutely stuck at Haas yeah, is probably a way that. to put it. And, uh, you know, since I mentioned Russell, personally, I don't think there'll be much more for him to learn, uh, you know, with the third season at Williams. And Mercedes would want to place him in a faster stroke, faster car stroke, bigger team and all of that. And I also think that Mercedes will try and get Ocon a you know, drive in, in their team before they give it to George Russell. So there will be some sort of shuffling there at some point. That's true. But I think this whole Renault vacancy is basically Cyril's headache. And, you know, by the way, he had said last year that in 2021, they could have a Renault Junior step up to Formula 1 too. So true. he actually put that on record. He also said... Nico is the future of the team and Daniel is the future of, of the things. team. And But Kunal, you know, honestly, given how every team is just chasing that young, dynamic talent, maybe we could see that happening at Renault as well. And probably, you know, Liberty Media will push for that at some point as well. And we spoke about this earlier about how Formula One, you know, in, in wanting to chase young talent is sort of skipping an entire generation of drivers and this generation of drivers being Daniel Ricciardo or, you know, even Sergio Perez and, and so on, right? Since we mentioned Ricardo, I'm actually pleased that, you know, he's getting bailed out by getting a super chance at McLaren. But uh, it just feels that, you know, it's the right time for him to sort of move to McLaren because they are making a, you know, they're making progress on the chassis side of things and they'll have Mercedes power from next year. So at the moment, it seems like a positive step, even though it's a side step for Dan Rick. That's true. But can I tell you one thing? I think Dan Rick has literally missed his opportunity for a top team drive in his career. True. I mean, Ferrari didn't hire him despite having an opening. And I think that hurt. I mean, I think his career might possibly just end as the guy who challenged Verstappen at Red Bull rating, uh, Racing, beat him, uh, went somewhere else, you know, hoping to win a world championship, but never got a top team. So, Well, that also sounds a lot like what Fernando Alonso did, you know, kept moving around looking for a team that would give him a world championship or a chance at a world championship. And in that way, a lot of Daniel Ricciardo's current state is, you know, self-inflicted, if I may call it that. And I'm pretty sure he, you know, kicks himself at least a couple of times a day for leaving Red Bull Racing when he actually did. But, you know, what's done is done. Yeah, but Kunal, I actually think otherwise. Uh, I think Dandrick hasn't actually missed a World Championship opportunity yet. I mean, after leaving Red Bull Racing. Uh, I mean, yeah, th that's another way of looking at it as well, you know, yeah. that... Fernando Alonso would probably say the same thing, that he's, he didn't miss out on many opportunities for a world championship fight after leaving Ferrari as well. So that's a valid thought as well. Yeah, and just with an eye to the future, I think that Ferrari and McLaren, they could actually retain their new lineups for several seasons more. 
Yes, I mean, young drivers and, you know, they're all going to want to build at some point because, you know, every time you change a driver lineup, you're sort of taking away a bit of the stability. So, so true. And Liberty Media, they're doing their part as well because they've taken a few definite steps to make sure that all 10 teams are there in the future after the virus passes. I mean, they've brought in the budget cap and, you know, there's this whole talk of reducing the final figure every passing week. So it was $175 million per annum, 8 or 10 weeks ago. The going number now is $140 million or $145, I can't remember. And I'm honestly eager to see what's the final number that gets agreed upon because it's like a reducing by the week kind of number. And Kural, very important, they're going to pay all teams 100% of their prize money for 2020. You know, this is actually a very wise move from Liberty Media because they've created liquidity to help teams uh, and themselves through this crisis. And the reason why I say themselves is if any team leaves Formula One, they're going to find it really tough to find a new uh, you know, investor to come in and buy a team and field a team, right? But uh, the 100% payout is also very brilliant. And I'm told that this uh, will happen even if there are no races in 2020. Uh, and I guess credit where credit is due because I think Liberty Media are doing an amazing job at just holding this business together against all odds. Yes, I mean, I think they've brought a lot of science to Formula One rather than just gut and feel and instinct. And it's it's a pleasure to see them, you know, going through the business, right? But I read that uh, the FIA will let a Formula One Grand Prix go ahead even if, you know, there's a case of a coronavirus uh, positive detected in the paddock. And at this moment, I can just hope that it would still be the right decision. And just moments before we sort of enter to record this uh, episode, uh, Silverstone and Formula One have reached an agreement to host uh, two uh, races at the circuit. Of course, they're waiting now to confirm the quarantine rules with the British government. Yeah, I think Kunal, we called it right uh, several weeks ago, actually, about the teams and the drivers and the media uh, traveling as a circus in isolation and in groups. Um, for example, uh, Ziggo Sport from the Netherlands, they re- uh, revealed some details a few days ago uh, that their staff would actually travel to the UK, uh, head off into quarantine and then travel to Austria in like groups and herds. I don't know if that sounds logistically challenging and claustrophobic that, hey, you can move around, but you can only interact with these five people because y'all are like the new herd, quarantined herd or it something. It sounds like a pack migrating, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope it works because, you know, the you know Belgium has also allowed to host the Belgian Grand Prix behind closed doors. So it just suddenly seems a lot more positive that we may finally have a few races this season. There's another thing that we actually called right, which was uh, Liberty Media talking to circuits outside of, you know, the original 2020 F1 uh, calendar to to host races. They're speaking to Imola and even Hockenheim, from what I know. And can you imagine Hockenheim could just very well be back? I think there is some relationship between Hockenheim and Formula One because it's always been an on and off and on and off and you know, it's always been on each time we wanted it. So I, I'll be pretty pleased to yeah, ha- you know, pretty, see a race that's, there. That's a happy uh, possibility. And Kunal, speaking of Silverstone, so they're playing hardball with Formula One, seemingly. They're charging like a crazy amount, 15 million pounds to host two back-to-back races in July. Basically, Formula One has agreed to pay Silverstone all costs and, you know, part of the revenue lost from ticketing sales and other licensing opportunities. Well, this... To me, is capitalism at its best. 
and uh, for years it was formula 1 that charged uh, local promoters and circuit owners millions in race hosting fees and now the circuits are striking back right and they know that at this time you know formula 1 needs their real estate assets to host races and make money for the business crazy right yeah. such a circle yeah but i'll tell you what the circuit owners and local promoters should actually be wary because if liberty media realized that they can run formula 1 races without the local promoter and still make money right a new business model might just emerge after the virus passes away Very cool, Kunal. Very fantastic point. I think to end this episode on. Uh, so, guys, that brings us to the Thank end you. of this uh, episode of our podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. We loved talking to you all as always, and we'll be back next week with lots more. Hopefully, by then we'll know the identity of the driver who's going to suffer with Renault for the next few years. <laughs> <laughs> Keep racing, guys. Adios. Adios. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words the Name Your Price tool to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget, or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.